We are ex-Overland, and over the past 10 years, my wife and I have established a business doing what we love. Throughout the last 10 years, we have built over 20 Overland vehicles that have taken us and our team around the world as we film our adventures. My name is Clay Croft, and I am the founder and CEO of ExOverland. On this podcast, we take a deep dive beyond what the camera can capture to offer you as much insight into the world of Overland travel as possible. If you haven't heard the news, Overlander Network just got even better. Overlander Network is the place to find all of ExOverland's legacy and most current premium content, along with our popular masterclass series teaching you how to build your Overland vehicle from stock. With Overlander Network, you can now watch on your favorite devices through the new Overlander Network app. You can download all your favorite content to take with you on the trail and enjoy ad-free, family-friendly entertainment. You can watch video versions of this podcast, enjoy monthly live streams, and of course, be the first to watch the Nordic series before anyone else. Right now, you can test drive Overlander Network for free for three full days. Take the wheel at overlandernetwork.com. Welcome, everybody, to the X Overland podcast. We're back with Clay and Rochelle, and today we are talking about what will you be bringing on your next overlanding adventure. And I would say I would even broaden that topic a little bit to vehicle-based adventure uh, Mm -hmm. because, you know, we're Montanans and we get out all year round and it's hunting season. And I heard Clay maybe talking about taking the boys hunting and Mm -hmm. I know I'm heading out on something like that for Thanksgiving. So there's that. But then there's the overlanding adventure, which we also are spooling up right now. And we're not Mm -hmm. going to reveal where we're going, but... uh, there's a lot to think of and what we will be backing for that. Yeah. It comes down to, like, as we're discussing this podcast a little bit, like, oh, yeah, we're flipping the hourglass. Here oh, we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're I'm diving not, right yeah. in. There's, there's things that you always take. So let's give them a, some hierarchy, a, like, a logical path to process this, what we're talking about today. This is somewhat of my process. Okay. I, I think that's great. Just okay. want to say, we're not just going to ramble on here and talk about whatever we're going to pack. We're going to have a strategy to this. Try. We'll try. We'll see. Perfect. Because <laughs> at some point it gets very personal and it just comes down to what you want to have with you. But at least you know why you would want to have something with you. So uh, when we look at big expeditions or even small trips, uh, we I, I go through like this little checklist in my head and it's it's not really it's not really a formalized checklist other than i've done it so much i think i can now generate it into a checklist so there's environment there's purpose and there's desired outcome so okay so 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 take this weekend my boys are gonna go we're gonna go deer hunting all right environment cold it's snowy it's montana it's It's especially cold cold start to winter this year Mm -hmm. so that that makes me think through you know, environmental considerations, sleeping bags, heaters, what do I want, etc. And then, and then uh, next would be, what was my next one? I already forgot it. Purpose? Purpose. Okay, so the purpose would be to have a great time with my boys, so make it fun, and hopefully get a deer to, to bring home. All right, that's the mission. So I need to start selecting equipment out of that to achieve that, to make sure it's fun, and then I bring back a deer and then um third was uh, expected outcome expected outcome outcome. which is i guess related to purpose but uh the desired outcome would be that uh i I guess beyond um let me think can I help you there? Yes, please. I think there's some nuance, but I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Just having a family myself mm. is, uh, you know, the purpose is to go deer hunting. Mm-hmm. The desired outcome might be to have a great time with your boys. Yeah. Regardless mm-hmm. of whether a deer comes home or not. Exactly. Or it may not. It might be like it's a buck at all costs, you know, but yeah. that's the difference maybe. Mm-hmm. That is the difference. You nailed it. Okay. Um, so I put purpose and desired outcome. Um, they are nuancy, but they are different. I can see what you're saying there. Yeah. You're spot on. So mm-hmm. if my purpose is to go, well, my purpose this weekend is to go hunting and and get a deer. But if my desired outcome is to only come back with a buck and I don't care if my boys had a good time or not, but we came back with a buck, mm-hmm. that's one thing. Okay, cool. Hopefully we do that. Or it's to have a good time, like you said, 
regardless of the buck. So yeah, we're going mm-hmm. hunting, hunting. It's the, it's the purpose, but the desired outcome is that we, which is the true desired outcome is that we had a great time and we built our relationships together by suffering yeah. in, in the trucks a little bit and in the winter and while hunting. Yeah. You know, you know and, and I think that that's so perfect. Like I love those three pillars of, mm-hmm. of how you're setting up the context because that could be for a weekend trip with yeah. your boys, or that could be a massive overlanding trip with your partner. You know, like I'm sitting here across from you and Rochelle, right? Like as a married couple. And it's like, well, yeah, we're going to go overlanding. Let's say a couple sets out. They're going to go overlanding to Baja. Uh, purpose is to go together to Baja. But the desired outcome, you know, is it to just say learn to scuba dive and come back? Or is it like to improve our relationship? Yeah. And that's really what matters the most. So if we don't get to point X, it's okay if, yeah. if our outcome is being met. So yes. with the context of the podcast, what to bring? Yes. On your next one, let's start off by saying the group needs to be unified mm-hmm. on the right mindset. Yes. Yeah. Because when I heard you say a couple goes to Baja and back, I heard one person wants to have a geographic ex- expedition and go from the top to the very bottom and conquer all these all only on dirt miles. And that's what this person mostly him is thinking about. <laughs> and then the, the gal more than likely, or the wife has doesn't care at all that they Visions would ever the reach beach. the second, the, the lowest point of Baja, but really wants to make sure that they have a great relationship, have some downtime built into their level. So those are really misaligned objectives. Mm-hmm. So first thing that I want to bring, no matter what is an aligned objective on what the trip is. I love that. I love that's how he, he put that too. And like, yep. that's what he wants to bring. Yes. Yeah. And we, we get asked this a lot, especially at expos is, Hey, how can I have a fun time with my wife or how can I get my wife to go with me? And it all usually starts there with what Clay and Jimmy are talking about. Cause if one of you has a different expectation of what that trip is than the other one, you are going to have some bumps in that trip. And it doesn't matter what you bring. Nope. <laughs> For your morale or for fun or to no. achieve something, if that isn't lined up, you're gonna. It's just not gonna be the trip it could be. It doesn't yeah. say you won't have any fun. I think sure. that is such a valuable thing for listeners to hear because, like, <laughs> even when we were brainstorming this podcast, you know, a few minutes ago, we're talking about a lot of material objects, right? Gear, mm-hmm. and Clay just comes right out with something that's non-material and probably the most important thing that there yes. is to making it work with someone else, and that's. Yep. Even if you're solo. For sure. What do you want for yourself out of this trip? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then kids. Yeah. You know, you're just bringing in more dynamics to that conversation. So getting everyone on the same page of what your goals, what your desired outcome is, is huge. And then that really will narrow down what you should bring on the trip to achieve the the, the goal. So, and some of those things are going to be, you know, I guess, duh, duh materials. Like I need a sleeping bag. I need, you know, so there's standards that mm-hmm. we always have to bring. You need to sleep, you need shelter, you need to cook, you need food. Um, so maybe it's how good do you need to sleep? How good do you want to eat? Mm. Uh, 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 and those becomes the specialty things that you bring on the trip to achieve the greater goal that you've decided upon. I'm just going to jump in there and say, that's a big one with people. And if we're talking like you and your boys and part of something you're trying to teach them is a Spartan experience and how to appreciate that, right? Mm-hmm. And not have the luxuries and amenities yeah. and toughen them up a little bit, right? Yep. That's very different from making things as comfortable as possible. And also even with people, yeah. right? Like I know dudes, it's just like minimalist guys. It's just like, I mean, I have to have to go this way or it's not really doing a thing. And then there's someone like me who's like, you know, I want my cocktail at the end of the day. I yeah. want some good coffee in the morning, right? After I turned 50, like those things started to matter more. So yeah. you need to get that worked out, right? And neither one of yeah. them, neither one of them is right or wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's times when I love to go have a rough trip because I'm just looking for something to tune me up a little bit. And then there's other times where you're like, yeah, I don't want to rough it at all. I want to yeah. gain three pounds on this trip. <laughs> yeah. I need to relax. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it's just, yeah, no right or wrong, but making sure that you're lined up, mm-hmm. aligned in your, in your concepts before you go on a trip. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, so once you have your purpose, like say taking or hunting this weekend, okay, that be, I, I better make sure I have my rifles and we have our 
necessities for hunting and things like that. So that's dictating what I bring down on that expedition or that trip or that weekend warrior thing uh, down to the details because that now starts to specify the specialty items that I will bring to achieve the goal. Mm -hmm. if I am going to Baja, I'm not bringing my rifles. It's, you know, (laughs) would be a bad idea, but (laughs) I would reprioritize saying, okay, I want to make sure that I have, um, all of my max tracks, a full set of four, not just a couple in the back. And I'm going to bring my sun hat because I burn. I wouldn't, you know, it starts to pull in the little teeny details for those environments. Mm -hmm. So environment is one of my, top three that I think about purpose mm-hmm. is next and then uh, desired outcome. Yeah, so, I love that. Yeah. This I is therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, thank, you. thank you guys. Yeah. You're welcome. You know, yeah. but I, and I was sitting here thinking like how, <laughs> how you're planning, right? What, what will I be bringing on my next trip? It begins with a conversation with yourself or with whomever you're going, like sitting down like we are mm-hmm. and talking this out and getting those abstracts nailed down before yeah. you start to physically, begin to plan, but maybe uh, we could segue here in that regardless of purpose and desired outcome or even whom you're going with from solo to two or three people or a small family, Mm -hmm. what kind of items would you say are universals? You're going to pack no matter what. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when you think, well, you know, what will I be packing on these next trips? Are there some items that are just core universal items? Uh, and maybe they differ yes. for each of you. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, what comes to mind first is safety. So a first aid kit, whatever self-defense that is, knife, taser, bear spray in the States. Guns. For sure. Guns if we're in the States. Yep. We always have kind of that baseline. Um, you know, we've prepared with maybe a bag of dehydrated food, however much you need for how many people people are going with you for however long you're going to be there. So those are kind of always the staples. We, we start, at least I do. I, we start there first. So you kind of think like safety and security, whether that's a weapon for protection or a first aid kit for Mm -hmm. an injury. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Those are your, those are your, uh, your staples, right? Staples. Shelter, food, security. Yep. And it doesn't matter how long you're going to be out, how short those things are always there. And then with, Overland vehicle specific travel. Mm-hmm. So food, shelter, and, and security doesn't matter what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You could be backpacking. You could be flying across the, the mm-hmm. world in airplanes or whatever. But then we get down into overland-based travel. And mm-hmm. then the, the, the fourth category to me is mobility. Uh, so making sure that under my pillars that I've got shelter, food, security, and mobility dialed. Because i got to take care of a truck. Mm-hmm. Or vehicle. Mm. So tools. So these repair, like what you might need to maintain and repair your vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Having it reliable before I left, making sure that if something always breaks, I've got the spare for it. Or, you know, the common mm-hmm. things that go wrong, I've got the replacements or the ability to repair and fix. Uh, so then my bases are covered. Um, and I have a lot of fun with that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that could, uh, that depending on the environment, and the destination mm-hmm. and the outcomes will maybe even uh, change the tools that I bring. Yeah, it's just what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Like there's room for modification here based upon what you're doing. Like you even mentioned about going to Baja and you're like, oh, yeah, if I'm going to Baja, I'm going to make sure I have four max tracks and not two. Yeah. Whereas for a lot of things, it's like, oh, I might get stuck at a trailhead. As long as I have a couple max tracks, I'm fine. Yeah. But if you're going to be on the beaches in Baja, yeah, I'm bringing four. Yeah. Um, so there are like... But but, you're bringing some recovery equipment, regardless. Yes. So that'd be a universal, right? Yes. You're bringing yeah. some security equipment, whatever that looks like. Yep. yep. It's just going to change depending upon the context. Yep. Yep. Because you want to, the mindset is to be self-sustained. You're self-sufficient. If I get myself in a situation, can I get myself out? If nobody else is around, so always kind of starting with that mindset. I mm-hmm. love that what clay and and probably you've done the same thing rochelle but i see on our trucks there's always this nobody's coming it's up to us yeah. <laughs> it's a 30 seconds out sticker i can read it right over here on the yeah. p core door so yeah. no one is coming it's up to us it's you know and that's not like pushing back against getting help i mean obviously no. but it's just like a mindset it's a mindset thing. that i mm-hmm. would say is is responsible to begin mm-hmm. with. And that way, like if all fails and you do need the help, you can look the first responder in the eye and 
be like, man, we did everything we possibly could to prepare. Yes. And we're really glad you're here still. Yeah. But uh, that mindset means you're going to you're going to do your best to dot your I's and cross your T's before you roll out. There's another great uh, tagline that they have. It says expect to self-rescue. And uh, that is a mindset that I have. And if you're going on a trip and you haven't considered this first under after you've considered your environment and all the stuff and your outcomes and then you say, okay, I need to expect to self-rescue. Do I have everything? I need to do this, then you've, uh, then the cart's before the horse before you get into anything else that you would want to take. So make sure your baselines are good to go. And you can have a lot of fun with these baselines. Like go pick your best med kit out that you want. Um, you know, you can get nuancy. Like I always take my field craft survival field kit, or I love my, my medic field kit or whatever, and go in there and find the stuff that you like. And cause at the root of all of this, you know, at the, with the title of the podcast, what do I bring on my next expedition or my next overland trip? I bring the things I love is the Mm -hmm. bottom line. And I love my field craft survival med kits and that fulfills a baseline. Uh, And then we can get, once I have all that, then we can get nuancy, fun stuff, quirky things. Well, you know, and that kind of gets me, yeah, which would be, we should talk about some of those. (laughs) Yeah. We're kind of looking forward to that. Um, But I'm also thinking about how, as a mindset, you're beginning, like I'm listening to what you're saying, and I'm I'm seeing you're beginning as an overlander or any, you know, with anyone involved in vehicle-based adventure or even hiking, camping, any of these things. You're starting with survival. Mm -hmm. Do I have the core items, food, shelter, security to survive? Mm Mm-hmm. And then you're going up the ladder from there, right? Then, you, then to, to where you're thriving, like yep. we talk about. But if the heater fails in the truck and it's going to be 10 below that night, did I pack my winter sleeping bag? Yes. Or am I now in a life and death situation with my kids? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Make sure yeah. you're, the cart's not before the horse here. And we see it all the time. We, we, you know, we're out there riding around and we're guilty of it too. That's more, you are not, I am not perfect in this. Um, what? Yeah, yeah. Really? Believe it or not, and like we we got over to Europe and we we're like, "Where's the tools to this? Where's this? Where's the?" And we realized that we kind of, kind of had done the same thing. We had a lot of the stuff that we wanted in the film world and this thing and that doodad and this thing, but yeah. we didn't. We we were missing two uh, of our uh, recovery kits, Oops. and we were missing a set of Max tracks that were supposed to be on the top of the trailer. It wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a direct result of us getting our priorities mixed up. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, those are staples that we should have had. Now we were able to overcome all of it because we have built in redundancies. That's part of our lifestyle here, um, uh, and, and culture inside of XO and it got us through, but it was not ideal. Mm-hmm. So, and we run into a lot of other people that have all the whiz bang showers and this heater or that fridge, but they don't have a med kit. And they don't have a shovel or they don't have a way to get out. They don't have an inreach. They've spent $1,000 on a, on a fridge or more or something like that, but they don't have a communication device to get their family out of something bad, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, that's an important one. And I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm wondering, Rochelle, too, as far as these universals go, mm-hmm. so I totally I hear Clay on the inreach and I've, I was thinking about that earlier. Yeah. Um, being a, a rally expert navigation rallies mm-hmm. what about a navigation tool of some kind or even yeah i the skills to use kind of, yeah just navigation wise what would you be bringing yeah so i always bring a compass with me anywhere i go um even on the plane if i'm flying anywhere and i'm not camping or overlanding uh-huh. i always have a compass with me it's just a habit because yeah. at the end of the day if all systems go down i know how to use a compass and i can at least navigate myself somewhere that I need to go. Yeah. At least it would point to North. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. Like I'm even thinking yeah. like, should there in the event of an, a plane crash or something, I mean, there are survivors yeah. It happens and you're in the mountain somewhere. Yeah. You've got one little tool. Yep. Right. And I always keep it in my carry on. I always keep a compass, yes. um, in my carry on. Yeah. It's just a habit now and learn how to use it. It's very easy. There's classes you can take at REI to just give you a basic foundational of this is how you use a compass. And so you see, and with this, I feel like we're going back to that 
basics, survival, mm-hmm. like which would in the world of navigation would be, and man, I'm, I, I don't want to be a hypocrite because I don't know how to use a compass and yeah. map. And I've always <laughs> wanted to. I need to take that REI class. Just do it. Um, but you know, you're beginning with analog tools, right? Yeah. And and yeah. that's where it starts. And then if you can add a awesome GPS or mm-hmm. a nav app like Onyx off road, yep. great. That's just going to allow you to thrive and do even better with navigation. But yeah. if those things start to fail, are you high and dry and with no tools, no way to get out? Yes, exactly. And it's, it's all a, back to baseline. Back yeah. to baseline. And it's a weird thing to think about in this day and age when it's so readily available. Right. But, you know, I, I always think back to what did we do before the Internet? What did we do before GPS units and have computers in your pocket? You know, I had people in a navigation class say, well, I'll just use my phone. I'm like, well, what if your phone dies? <laughs> you need to know how to use a compass. Right. And that thought had never occurred to them. And the rallies you've raced in, like, that's all you get to use, correct? Yeah. Yep. So there's no, like, watching the Garmin. No. Mm-mm. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, one of those things that I always bring that will be on the next one, sat phone. I prioritize, if you can get into a sat phone, Mm-hmm. Um, they're expensive, no doubt. Like I hate yeah. paying that thing every year, but I do it because it's part of my baseline. I have a sat phone that I can make a call with, and the uh, I use the sat phone. Let's see, it's the the uh, Motorola Iridium Extreme Two, I think it, it is. Uh, it has a GPS in it. It tells me my coordinates, and I can make voice data calls on it um, in one single device. So that to me is if I was to have one thing, I want that even over an inReach or because with a lot of the inReaches and there's new ones out now, but you know, you, you need a complimentary device or it's only a plug and play text that can go out. I like the ability to call somebody and say what's going on and coordinate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I take sat phones with me and that's part of my baseline. And uh, I know Shelly's always got a compass in her uh, carry on and I've always got a sat phone in mine. And, um, and, and this is... I don't know. Sounds apocalyptic thinking. <laughs> and I guess there is benefits to that, but we I think we've just traveled enough to see that how mm-hmm. fragile a lot of this stuff is and how it goes down. And uh so we're just I don't know. I don't even think anything of it anymore. These are just things that make me feel comfortable. Yeah, I've got yeah, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember like when we had Mike Glover on the podcast, mm-hmm. which I love that episode by the way. Like Mike was pointing out to us Right, is people who love to recreate in the outdoors, and we already hunt, and we fish, and we camp, and do these things. How what we're learning skills wise would be applicable should mm-hmm. we have some kind of meltdown, or even a massive power outage, or a natural disaster, any of those kind of things that you know sound kind of apocalyptic. Um, but to the point that you were making, right about well, you know, some of this might sound apocalyptic because we're talking about like bare bare bone survival. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that not at all like it could be you could be in some kind of situation like mike was describing or it could just be i went out to go ice fishing and mm-hmm. you know i was going to go camping while i was in in the middle of nowhere ice fishing i was totally relying on my four-wheel camper heater mm-hmm. and it failed and it's 10 below and i'm in the middle of nowhere now and oh lo and behold look i'm stuck to boot and i didn't pack the 10 below sleeping bag Mm-hmm. So now I'm in a life and death kind of situation and all I'm doing is going out to have fun ice fishing, you know? Yeah. And you could now hop on your sat phone, call Clay, who happens to have a secondary <laughs> sales switch in his four-wheel camper, and I'll bring it to you. <laughs> the calories coming. <laughs> and you, you don't have to leave. Perfect. If we could go fish the next day. I am. I'm fishing the next day. Oh, awesome. Even better, right? <laughs> so we problem solved because we had that survival kit, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, and now we're back back in action. So. Yep. No one intends to have a bad day. You know, that, I think that's the first thing in search and rescue that you yeah. learn and what we've talked about. You don't go out intending to have a terrible situation happen. But when, right. you, when they happen, they happen very quickly. And then they stack, like those problems stack on to top compound. of each other. It compounds. And all of a sudden you find yourself in that situation. So, and it's just part of life. You know, that's part of the unexpected of what could happen out there. Yeah. So part back to the baseline, what I bring, I bring as many things as I can to stop the compounding problem. Yep. Uh, and that gives me peace of mind. Yep. I sleep really well mm-hmm. at night because I'm not worried if problems creep up because I have a toolkit essentially 
a mm-hmm. wide degree of, from recovery gear to sat phones to this or that of things that I can use to stop compounding problems. And I yep. go on with my trip. And a lot of times we're, we come across people that actually need those things. So we're able to then offer help and say, hey, we have a sat phone. Do you need to call somebody? Mm-hmm. Um, Which I love to do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of the most fun things. Really Ooh, fun. I get to use this. Ooh, I get to do that. <laughs> I get you know, to help I love that. I love cool it. Gear. I never hold it over people. They probably learned it, their lesson just by not having it. Yeah. And now they see the solution. And so I just, I, it's so much fun to be the guy that comes in and saves the day. Yeah, you know, that's so a good that message guy. for our listeners too, right? Like trail etiquette. Like if yeah. you see something and like assess scene, make sure to scene safe yep. or at least yep. you, you know, best your ability. Um, but then lend a hand if you need to. Yeah. What goes around comes around. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so beyond that, we can get into fun stuff. <laughs> I wanted to. Like I was going to say, you know, there's. I, I wanted to at least push into say, the galley, like food and cooking and. Mm-hmm drinks and coffee and things like that or you know and again probably it's going to start in the basement just bare bones but then yeah. right so mm-hmm. once so the first thing that came to my mind for the nordic trip we just got back from um scandinavia for two months and one of the things that i thought galley wise was i brought my general tire um team gt cup you know i think it's made by a hydro flask it's a hydro flask or something like that but it says team gt on it which is a special thing for me and then i'm like i'm bringing this cup Mm -hmm. you know i want this this will be my cup on the trip you know uh so that's that's something i specifically brought and Mm -hmm. it was part of my morale because i like that cup and i like part of being a part of team gt and this just means something to me so it's one of my morale boosters that i get to use that cup every day while i'm out on a trip you Mm -hmm. know so that's my galley item that's a good one. Like having a good coffee mug. I'm always in search of like the best ultimate coffee mug because there's nothing like Me too. just the feel <laughs> of it and the color makes you happy. And then hopefully at night it transitions to a cocktail cup as well. That's what I always look for. Yep, it can definitely happen. <laughs> yeah, it right? should happen. It should. <laughs> if at all possible. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you on the coffee mug. Yeah, um, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And I take some flack from my you know more pragmatic friends just like, dude, like why are you bringing it? It's not stainless steel. It's not this and it's not yeah. that. And it's like, yeah, but it warms my soul. Yeah, it's You know, fun. like that morning when I make that first cup of coffee, it's like the feel of that, the look of yep. it, and even the taste. It's like, yes. it's a little risky because it's it's ceramic and not stainless steel. And I got to set it in that cabinet just right. But that's okay because for my morale and just overall well-being, yeah, it's worth it to me. I'll bet you have a backup too. I do. Yeah. And it's stainless steel. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So you got your baselines covered. And now yeah. a little you, redundancy. You bring in what you want. Yes. When it I, com- yeah. Yeah. I will say my coffee mug, it depends on the kind of trip we're on. Because like for the Nordic, you know, if we have the extra galley with the trailer. So the only thing with your mug is it has a handle. Yep. So it won't fit in the cup holders. It's not a perfect solution. But it's great in the trailer in the mornings for that morning coffee or the four-wheel camper. So for me, if I know we're going to be out driving for a long day, then I use like the Stanley, the tall, like 20 ounce single press, you know, yep. to oh, yeah. release because it fits in the cup holder. It holds more coffee so I can have it throughout the day or the yeah. morning. Don't have to I don't have to be sitting in cup. one place to drink it. So those are the, the things I go through in my mind. If anybody cares about coffee mugs. Oh, I'm sure there are a lot of people who do. <laughs> that, that, the Stanley one with the trigger, the trigger oh, lid the is probably, trigger. probably one of the best coffee cups ever awesome. I've ever owned. Yeah. You can get them at Target now. I saw. I see cool. like stocking stuffers, Christmas presents written all over that one. Yeah. It's a great one. And they last forever. <laughs> so if we go back, like we're looking at these fundamental pillars, right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking about like safety and security, mm-hmm. right? Uh, communications, navigation, mm-hmm. uh, shelter, and now we're into the world of food. Mm-hmm. So we began, you know, with, with our coffee loves and our morale mugs, kind of like that name for them, morale mug. It's my morale mug, man. Okay, get off my back. Yeah. Um, but what about, like, where does that baseline begin for a galley? Mm. Uh, I would say with a baseline backpacker's kit. Mm. Again, Stanley makes really great stuff. MSR makes stuff. They make these basic kits that, you know, it's a pot, a pan, and... Uh, with overliner stuff, we can have heavier bases. We're not worried about weight as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still am, but I will go with the pots that have a little heavier base so I don't burn everything. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Stanley stuff is great for that. I haven't really found much better. Um, and then beyond that, I mean, you, what you really need is just what you would need while backpacking. And if you haven't studied that, you know, dive into that. There's like a jet oil type of system and and a bit, a a long spoon and, uh, and some sort of, uh, water carrying device. We should talk about water, right? Cause that would be, yeah, I'm thinking like baseline galley, Mm -hmm. some kind of jet boil type of system. So you can heat up water. Yep. Um, something to, you know, a utensil of some kind, spork or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, But what about the water? Because, like, even if you have bags of freeze-dried meals, if you have carry water. Yeah, yeah. So what what would that look like? There's all kinds of ways to do that. But uh, I think the baseline is either a jerry can, you know, water jerrys, and they make some specific to water. Or you get, like, an MSR drum dairy bag. Mm, uh, yeah. I love MSR drum dairy bags. They are very functional. They roll up. They go away. So if I was to have one thing that is a baseline, now I don't take it on all the trips because all of our trucks. I'm looking at the hangar here. Mm-hmm. They all have like water, other bigger water tank systems built in. Right. But say I always take my 62 series Land Cruiser somewhere, mm-hmm. which is a very basic kit. I would bring a drum dairy or a jerry can. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, something with a spigot, something that I can pour out of easily and and manage but the the drum dairies are cool because they once you're done with them they they roll up and slide into a drawer and they're gone mm-hmm. yeah yeah that makes sense and it's even if you have a really sophisticated water system like in a nicer slide-in camper what we're talking about is like baseline if that fails mm-hmm. do you have some way to just make some water and eat a freeze-dried meal yeah it's just for a couple of nights you know so you don't have to go home yep yeah that's I forgot. That's the other thing. I always, I started traveling with my carry on is just a life straw. You could get them at Costco in like a five pack. So that's another thing is have a filtration available to you and it doesn't have to be big, but it just has to be something. We need a podcast on like, what is in Rochelle's carry on the bag? (laughs) Cause this is getting better. Yeah. When you fly places, little people know you probably have some awesome way of making coffee too, or at least like some kind of, I have some tea bags, some coffee tea bags. Yeah. Yeah. In case you're stranded. Me too. Actually those black rifle coffee bags, the little ones. I love, I love those things. We we tried out a bunch of different ones on the trip and we found some good ones. Yeah. We were pretty impressed. Throw that in your little kit. That's a great little. Yep. Those are like the, the instant, right? Like the, mm. like the little pour over deals. Or so those are good too. There's a Starbucks Via, which I'll. We ran off of those Vias. for years. Yeah. yeah, me too. But now they actually make like Black Rifle Coffee makes them. I think Wildlands Coffee and some others. But they're tea bags essentially with coffee. Mm-hmm. So you make coffee like you're making tea. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, and they're good. And they're really good. Yep. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like, but see, like to me. Right. That's one of those little things, very light, easy to pack. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like we're not talking about like surviving for months on end. But you know, if you're out for the weekend or you're out even for a couple of weeks and it's like, oh, we're out of fresh ground coffee or there's no good coffee anywhere. And you yeah. Pull out one of those and you got a backup. <laughs> so what about um, should we move on to like as far as another core area mm-hmm. clothing? Mm. Mm-hmm. And I know like environment's going to weigh in here. But like what uh, what are we looking at there? Uh, so I have clothing that I, I've spent a lot of time and a lot of money on clothes and I go through it a lot to try to refine it. Um, so to me, this is a big, big topic and I love bringing the things that I just absolutely love, you know, and you mean uh, like pieces of clothing, pieces of clothing. Love. And okay. it's usually built into a layering system and it's not all one mm-hmm. brand. Um, we, we do, I use all kinds of stuff. Uh, this year we got a lot of things from Vertex, which, which have been great. I love Arcteric stuff. Um, uh, all kinds of stuff. Sit, Sitka. We've run all kinds of things. So I've picked out over the years the stuff I really like in the best trip possible is when I get to bring all those little things and <laughs> yes. put them in my bag and uh, live out of my best clothes. Um, so I I've, will... We'll, bring this up i'm sure another podcast but i I use a three usually a three-tiered layering system warm for warm weather medium weather and cold weather um cool weather and then cold weather uh and then i just have depending on the environment that i'm going to back to the environment decision i will bring the best of either leather gloves will do or i need thin fleece gloves all the way up to my thick down mittens Mm -hmm. uh from rab you know uh just depends 
but uh, I, I am very conscious of the gear that I bring clothes wise mm-hmm. um, with me. And I've got it narrowed down. I don't need a bunch anymore. I just need really good pieces. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking through that. The I get this question a lot just from women too, but the layering mindset, you know, mm-hmm. we in Montana, that's kind of second nature to us. But a lot of people, if you grow up, you know, in southern states or California where the temperature is pretty regulated, mm-hmm. um, you get into those high mountain areas and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm really cold. Um, so in the mornings, I always start out with, you know, for most of my trips, I bring, let's see, for Nordic, I think I brought three, three or four pairs of pants. It's all you need because you can wash them, mm-hmm. yep. you know, and realistically when you're out there every day you wear the same clothes every day yeah you know it's just what you do (laughs) yeah absolutely and in contrast to when you're at home you know like you're changing your underwear every day and this and that when you're out camping you're on the trail it's like yes these things are fine you know three days later i'm gonna change my underwear yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. changing changing your clothes is a luxury to home Uh uh-huh you know yeah it totally is <clears throat> it's weird that we make that the norm, but it's a luxury of being at home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd agree. So I always start there. It's you, you don't need as many clothes as you think you need. Because mm. when I look back on the first trips we went on, you bring all the clothes. And you even do that when you fly some, like if you're going on vacation, you pack way too many clothes. You end up wearing half of them. So kind of taking that mindset is I only allow myself three or four pairs of pants, you know, like depending on where we're going one or two pairs of shorts, depending on climate again. And then I kind of have a base layer system with tank tops, short sleeve shirts, and then I'll layer on top of that, like a fleece or a hoodie and then a shell. So as the day goes on, it's cold in the morning. You take off those layers, you get warm. Then you put them back on as it gets cold again. Um, having a down coat is essential. It's always in our kit, mm. no matter what. Always. Yeah. 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 Especially like living here in Montana. Um, and I'm thinking like we have a great blog on this topic. Yes, we do. The yeah. what what do you wear? How do you dress for yes. overlanding adventure? It really gets into the layering system mm-hmm. and all these details. So definitely go on in the show notes. Um, and I'm just thinking about how, you know, along the lines of what you both are saying, there there are some pieces of clothing that are fundamental to the environment. So like that big down parka mm-hmm. with a hood mm-hmm. that when you put it on you're going to get warm. Yes. The mittens, right? Maybe some hot packs are in there. When you're faint, you just can't get your fingers warm, but you put those things on, it's like, oh, I'm warm yes. again. Now I can move my fingers, right? A good hat. Yes. I, I, this is all cold weather Montana stuff we're talking about here. A replacement base layer. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, stuff that, you know, I got sweaty, I swapped this out. And then I warm up 10 degrees almost instantly just be, being able to swap out my base layer. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a morale piece, you know, for, for me sure. too, yes. is like uh, flip-flops. Yes. Ah. But there's no technical reason other than to dry your feet so they stay healthy, get your socks off. You know, I can make some arguments. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there is an end of day time when, yes. presuming I'm not in some kind of dangerous area, when it's just so nice to get the flops on. Yes. You know, there's the, you know, the... Uh, each piece of gear needs to serve more than two pieces or more than two functions. Mm. Have you ever gotten into the flip flops that have the bottle openers on the bottom? What? Yeah. There you go. Oh man. Yeah. That was, uh, that was brought up to me and I was like, I don't know. I think that's a really cool idea until you go into the men's bathroom and out. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, and stuff yeah. is stuck down yeah, there. Yeah. You're walking out. All, <laughs> all of a sudden I was like, this was cool until it's not. Yeah, I you know there are a lot of th- ways I can open bottles without having yeah. to grab my stinky flip flop. I think <laughs> yeah, grab my I could grow some people out too. Yeah. <laughs> you you bring up a really good point though because that's one of my like splurge morale items is, you know, you get to camp at night, you're all set up, it's cocktail time. Yeah, like I change my clothes when all the work is done. I put on a really great pair of sweatpants, a pair of either slippers or flip flops. I'm mm-hmm. with you. And that signals to me the day is like that portion of the day is done. It is now time to settle in. Yeah. And I do that at home too. It's part of my mental process. Yeah, totally. I, I've, I get that, you know, and that's like even a cotton Mm t-shirt has no place technically in a backpacking kit say. Yeah. Yeah. But when I'm out vehicle based adventuring end of day, all the technical stuff is done. 
You yes. know, it's just time to relax. And there's something about that feel of the cotton on the skin and the comfortable pair of pants and the flops. Just yeah. like, all right, you know, we're done. Yes. That <laughs> <laughs> could all change depending upon what happens from that yeah. point yes. forward. But basically, it's a, it's a mental health kind of thing, you know, just reset type of thing. So mm-hmm. I agree. Um, clothing wise. Yeah. And a rain gear. Is that always going in? Yes. At least a rain jacket. I don't worry about rain pants too much. <clears throat> but uh, at least rain, rain jacket. Um, some sort of outer shell, windproof, rainproof. And mm-hmm. I don't worry too much if it has to be all the breathable high-end stuff. Mm-hmm. It just needs to keep me dry and keep me out of the wind um, as a baseline. And then I have much fancier things beyond that. But uh, uh, almost in all these trucks, I have some sort of older rain jacket or something oh, just built into the truck. It just lives there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I use a lot of my old stuff. I don't get rid of it. I stuff it in other cars. Yeah, that's what I do, too. Mm-hmm. Stuff winds yeah. up everywhere. Sometimes I forget about it. Got guilty. Years later, it's like, <laughs> like oh, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> that down hasn't been decompressed in five years. Yeah. <laughs> but at least I had it if I needed it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I what, think. Uh, yeah, I was gonna go and I, I see a sleeping bag sitting over here, and yeah, that's yeah. the next thing that I really pay attention to because I've spent a lot of cold nights and a lot of hot nights out where I'm just miserable when I'm sleeping, and nothing cramps your style more than bad sleep. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, you could yeah. have a crummy day, but then have a great night's sleep, and the next day you're good to go. You could have a great day, crummy night's sleep. And you're not good to go the next day. Great yeah. point. <clears throat> well said. So yeah. I, I've always spent uh, good money and, and quality. I'm a, I'm a buy once, cry once guy. I don't try to do the cheap route first. Usually I do my research and then buy something good. Mm-hmm. Talk to a lot of people, then buy something good. Uh, and that's never really let me down. So we, you know, this one's a Canon sleeping bag over here from Nemo down. Mm-hmm. It's overly rated. It's overly built. It's very comfortable. I, I've never thought twice about the money that we spent on those are not cheap. I think that's like no. twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, sitting in that sleeping bag. Forty there. below, rated and for forty. This one's below. a forty below. That was yeah. so. One's my expedition bag, and then I have other ones too that are are down the line cheap, uh, not cheaper, but necessarily uh, rated for better different weather increments, and I still spend the money on those. And it, I've never, never looked back on spending money on a sleeping bag mm-hmm. or a sleeping pad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no regrets there. No. None. And you just uh, no. go out of your way to take good care of it so the mice don't get it. Yeah. Uh, anything like that. We're, we're, we're using sleeping bags that we've had for almost, well, we have the two Western Mountaineering ones that we've yeah. had for 20 years. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's, that's my point, right? It's, it's like you're spending a lot of money up front. Yeah. You're buying something that could literally save your life. And they're so well made that if you do take care of them, mm-hmm. they're they're going to last you a lifetime. And yeah. you can they're gear repair places if a zipper breaks or something like that. But yes, yeah, it's, it's all fixable. So worth it to have a good night's sleep. For us, that's just one of our baselines. We all need to sleep well, especially on expedition. Because if you have a team member that's not sleeping well, you're not going to perform the next day. You're not going to feel good. You're going to get sick. Yeah. So as that stacks on top of each other, like we want everybody to be sleeping well and have a good night. I love and you that. you enjoy it. So now we like, as far as the pillars, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about safety and security. Uh, we talked about shelter, food, galley, <clears throat> talked about clothing. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting into sleep here. And yeah, that, that would be a pillar that's easy to overlook. Cause if you're not mm-hmm. resting well, like, so putting some thought into how am I going to sleep well? Do I have a mattress of some kind, some kind of air mattress, something that's comfortable, that's going to insulate me from the cold? Mm-hmm. Do I have a good bag? Pillow? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, good pillow. We used to kind of skimp on pillows and like just, well, I'll just, it's fine. I'll just use my jacket and wad it up, you know? Yeah. And then I remember we started buying, we started trying out different camp pillows. We've landed on the Thermarest, the big XL Thermarest ones. Yeah, those are great. Because those like, fluff up as as they're out they get a little stiffer um and those are our go-tos now we just have those in all the trucks and then if someone wants to bring their own they can that's Mm -hmm. as long as it lives it can live in the rooftop tent on the big international trip that we just did i threw one of those in as a baseline pillow Mm -hmm. but then fully expecting just to buy a pillow that i would use on the trip and throw it away when i was done yep Mm. i didn't bring it home 
you yep. know, because they get mm-hmm. trashed over two and a half, yeah. month, two months of get landing nasty. on the ground. And, you know, they just get gross. And you don't buy anything expensive. Expensive. You just kind of, oh, this one will be nice. And then I already have my baseline pillow mm-hmm. that if it's not enough, I have a little more mm-hmm. and then get rid of it. So that's that's my method there. But I was just thinking while you were talking, like, the, you can always tell. It, well, let's just say it this way. If someone comes up and you're like, oh, I don't, this sleeping bag's fine, or that, I don't need this, or I don't need that, that's the inexperienced adventurer. Because anyone that I hang out with that is well-versed in adventure prioritizes these things. Oh, uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, if you yeah. want to stand out like you don't know what you're doing, shrug some of this stuff off like it's no big deal. <laughs> uh, no, it is a big deal. <laughs> and uh, I'll let you think that, I guess, that this isn't, important but i know it is and we'll have to deal with this later yeah well and you, you can know. get away with it if you're going out just for a night or two you can and you're in your 20s we've all done it and you're in your 20s <laughs> you're in your 20s <laughs> yeah let's underscore that and you're in your 20s <laughs> well your teens yeah. you're your like, metabolism cranks you're your um, own eater. it's totally fine you're out there you're doing it but yeah as you get older and you're having to actually live out there and thrive longer than 10 days mm-hmm. these things become very very important <laughs> yeah you know and i think that's part of the fun of what mm-hmm. we do in vehicle base adventure and overlanding is using our brains to create systems that make it really nice to be out there yeah, yeah. i am now in the stage where i am starting to apply what i've learned as an overlander to my house because <laughs> i started to come home and think my house is not anywhere nearly as well set up as my rig is, right? Yeah. And I'm not as comfortable at all. My little systems aren't in place. It's like, yeah. I, need to, I need to change things. You know, we're doing the same thing. We've realized True. that, you know, we love traveling because of the simplicity of it. Mm-hmm. We have too much crap in our house, too much yeah. crap in our lives. So, like, we need to simplify, 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 get rid of all the clutter, all the stuff. You know, that's one lesson that certainly learned from the Overland side that yes. we're applying into the house. You know? Right. Well, that's yes. great. We should compare notes and see how yeah. we're both doing. It's, uh, it's a common occurrence. I was talking with Ashley Giordano about that, too. Every time yeah. we get back from a trip, we come home and we throw a bunch of stuff away throw all or this take stuff it all away. to Goodwill. Yep. Happens every time. Yeah, so get rid of more and more and more. Lived out of a bag for two months. You're like, this is all I need. And you thrived because it was simple. Yeah, and yes. it was easy. Yeah, and and then now you come home and you're like, oh man, oh. all this stuff just adds so much Weighs stress to my life. Yeah, exactly. It, it does not make it better. Yeah. it makes it worse. <laughs> yeah. it needs to go. Less is more yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Yes. And that um, goes to back to packing. Less is more. Always. So I, we we get into a lot of the conversations like this. Like, what are you going to bring? Well. Yeah. Also make sure that you're thinking about what are you not going to bring? Mm-hmm. What, you know, don't be afraid to say, you know, I didn't use this and I thought I needed it for me because it would make me feel better that I had it, but I just clearly don't think I will use this. Leave it home. Start start that exercise too. And then I will guarantee you the things that you start to bring, you will like them even more because you really know you need them. Mm-hmm. And then, so, uh, as we were discussing just before this, like, what do you need? I don't know. I, I just get in the truck and go, but I have over the years refined all this stuff and been very critical about it. So now I feel like, well, all the stuff that's in there, I, I really need that stuff, but I don't really need to bring a whole lot of other things, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think that's, that's, that's good. I want to be here mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of Brady's philosophy on truck building that we've examined before. Scott Brady of Overland Journal, for listeners Mm -hmm. who don't know, a great resource for all things gear, Expedition Portal. I know he reviews a lot of equipment and gear. Mm -hmm. A great place to like look for what's good out there. Um, But he talks about vehicles, right, and how they're not finished till you take off the last thing you realize you don't need. Not until yes. you've added the final thing, right? He is so correct. Sounds like it's the same yes. with packing. It is the same thing. Same. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I took it as, an, uh, as a uh, compliment one time. We were at Overland Expo and we were showing people, um, I think it was the inside of one of the trucks. It was, I think it was X3 Meridian. And uh, people are like, well, well, what are in those? What's in that drawer? And we opened it up and there was nothing in it. And I was like, there's just nothing in it. And people are like, really? That's all? I was, like, I was like, we have made it. We have achieved. We have drawers that have nothing in it. That's awesome. That is so yes. awesome. You know, that took a long time because before I would have, 
if there was an empty space, I would have filled it with something that would make me feel comfortable about the unknown, mm-hmm. you know, out there. That was like, well, if I have just more of this or more of that, this will make me feel better about it all. And then I restrained that, pulled that out of me over the years. And now we've got dead oh, spaces in the difference. truck. What a difference. You're acting on experience and, and insight you gain from that rather than fear. Mm-hmm. which is fear without experiences, keep loading the truck, you know, with more yeah. and more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're getting to where it's like, you have enough experience that you know, mm-hmm. this is what you need. And this is what you don't. So if the drawer is empty, the drawer is empty. The drawer is empty. That's great. You can put your clothes in it when you move yeah. into the truck. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's uh, I, I hear, you know, having done a lot of podcasts with you guys on different subjects, um, this kind of thing reminds me of like when Clay talks about a winch, because there's in in the popular media and on social, you know, there are just a lot of people who will talk about you. Well, you don't really need a winch, and the Max Traxes are, are are okay, and they are they're awesome. Mm-hmm. But Clay will always underscore when you need a winch, you need a winch, and that's why you know every one of Clay's rigs is gonna have a winch because he's been there and yeah. needed it, yeah. and he would never want to be without it again, You right? can't replace a winch with something else. And it's like when you yeah. feel that way about things you're packing. Yes. Same kind of deal, yeah? yeah. Yep. Absolutely, yeah. You know what you need. And then I'd, I would just encourage people, one of the things, we say this with Overland Vehicle Builds, and you know, people always ask, well, what, what accessory do I need? What, what do I really need to install my vehicle? So go out and use it in stock form. Go out and try these things you will know really fast what you before need and what you, you want. Before you buy a lot of different stuff, yes. like maybe try things, but in a, a manageable yeah. setting. Like don't Take go, a cooler yeah. of ice, be smart with what you're taking, but the more you go out and actually use this, same with packing, um, but I would maybe flip that and say, pack what you think you need, especially first time when you're getting out and you're gaining experience, come back and write a write a list or write down of all the things you didn't use. Mm. Not including safety items, but all the clothes you didn't use, that 12th pair of socks you thought you'd need, or that third hat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know. So you're like, writing so you that build down a checklist? Yeah. It that helps. Makes a, yeah. Yeah, more- I mentally kind of do that now. At, with every trip, I mentally do that. Mm-hmm. So I pack, I always make it my goal, and it's kind of my mission to see how little I can pack on a trip now. <laughs> yep. Me too. It's kind of a new pride point. Like yeah. <laughs> I came so, down here with a toothpick and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so thinking about the, you know, you're, you're mentioning like a checklist, Rochelle, and how uh-huh. this process of yours, like writing things down and then, okay, what did I use, not use, and refining a checklist. Yep. Makes me think of some items that people might want to bring mm-hmm. um, and, that, that are outside of like gear, mm-hmm. say, but are still important to them. Mm-hmm. And maybe that'd be a fun place to finish. Like I'm thinking for Clay, like the journal. Mm. Like Clay is, his journaling is enviable to me. Like he's inspired me to journal more. And yeah. um, is that something Clay, like even when you're on a trip that isn't XO, like you aren't filming, do you still like to journal? Yes. When I'm in the best headspace I can be, I am journaling. So, and journaling helps me get into a good headspace. So yeah, it's one of those things that I bring that yeah it doesn't motivate the trip in any way it doesn't help my vehicle go down the road it doesn't cook my meals but it does help me with my head mm-hmm. and uh, enriches my experience and uh, i think documenting the experience is really important too because you forget mm-hmm. all this stuff so if i can write it down the best journalist i know is kurt williams and the way he journals, uh, very factual and, and direct. I, I've tried to do a little bit more of that because uh, I always art. Uh, I, I always write too artsy and like conversational, and it just takes me forever. So I, I can overwhelm myself with it. But journaling is important. A good pen. I really like those Surefire pens. Mm, yeah. I've been using them for years. Uh, so that's one of those little things that I love. Um, I love a good watch. Mm. Um, and, and the, what I like in a watch changes every now and then, but I love picking the watch that I bring. Um, right now I'm got an Aries watch on, we've run the marathon, SAR jumbos, mm-hmm. Luminoxes over the years, the mm-hmm. Garmin's mm-hmm. I've kind of all gone back to analog watches because I love it and it adds to the experience for me. I like automatic automatics, stuff like that. Um, what else? 
I think it's, I think you bring up a good point where, um, you know, you have your needs and you have your necessities and we try to pack light, but then there's also plenty of room for those things that just are fun for you to have out there. What are yeah. the things you want? What are the activities you want to be doing? Mm-hmm. And so at least for our team on our big trips, we always allow that space. It's like, Hey, here's your duffel bag, fill it with what you need, but there should be extra room for anything that just boosts your morale or that you want that special mm-hmm. item. And I know some people, you know, especially women, it's like, I'm bringing my hair straightener. You know, that was Ashley on the Pan American. She's like, that's really important to me to have. Yeah. And others, it might be nail polish or I don't know, other things. And it's like, that's awesome. If that brings you joy and helps you enjoy that experience even more, do it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. This is your trip. Make it work for you. I'm looking into tiny espresso makers for that. Yeah. Yes. I was watching a BDR. I think it was Jocelyn Snow, like packs one around with her everywhere. That's awesome. Oh my God. God, Yeah. I need one of those. That's a, that's a need right there. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Not exactly. (laughs) I'm always on the hunt for the one thing that I love that I don't have yet out out on the road. Hmm. So Mm. while we were on the Nordic trip, we, I was looking for, I wanted to buy another really cool ax, uh, from Norway. Never came across it. Didn't buy one. Mm. Uh, but I was on the hunt for one. So I brought uh, dumb axes, like, you know, like something that you buy down at the hardware store that I didn't really care if it got stolen or lost or whatever. But I was on the hunt mm-hmm. for a good one. Still am. I didn't find the right one. But I'm, I'm also out there looking for... I like to how if you've got that 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 drawer that open drawer in your rig when you're yes. traveling, you got a little room for things yeah. you find while you're on yeah. the road, right? and that is fun. Oh man, yeah. So one of the gifts things, to bring back to friends or yeah. family. Yep. One of the things Clay and I love to do. We started this tr- tradition quite a while ago, but the all of the Christmas things in our house we try and have from our travels or experiences. Oh, so cool. So yeah. when we're out in these countries, we're buying an ornament or you know, something that's fun that we get to bring out over the holiday season. And that's been a fun tradition. So we did a lot of that when we were, I mean, we're in Scandinavia and all these amazing Nordic places. So we bought these two stone polar bears. They're really cool. They're pure white. They're like marble. They're carved or whatever. And we got them in Nordcap, the very top of the world. You know, we're like, these are rad. And yeah, let's buy these two. And they're significant for us. And and, uh, those will be part of our our Christmas decorations and we got those and we had room in the trucks. We found, we always have these like deep six areas that are left. (laughs) That little granite stone marble polar bear rode behind the back seat of the Tacoma for a month and a half before it finally made it back home. Oh, those kind of things are fun to unpack when you get home, aren't they? Yeah. It's like you get all your stuff out and then you're like, Yes, the polar bear from yes. Lord Cap. Oh, yeah, it feels so it. good. It, he made it. He's all one it. piece. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I so think, fun. too, it's fun maybe, you know, to finish, like, to underscore the, the value that comes with refining your kit over the years to the degree even to where it's like that axe came from someplace you visited. And it's, you know, it's not just an axe from the store that while it might work fine, mm-hmm. has no real soul or character to it, right? Mm-hmm. But now, like, as time goes by, you you might even replace certain things with something that has a little more character. Yeah. And pretty soon, like, not only are you meeting your needs, but your rig has some character and some stories behind what's in it. And Yeah. That's part of the fun of all no, this, I love it? that part. It's so I love fun. It. Yeah. You, I was going to say, too, you also like your pots. You were on the hunt. I do for kettles, a, a little kettle, a little kettle pot. And found I think them. you found one. I did. I found. One. Where was it? Oh, I put. I already got home. And put it in my four wheel camper. <laughs> I'm like, this is going with me everywhere. But it's a little tea kettle, you know. And I was like, this is the coolest one I've ever seen. So I was on the hunt. I had to buy it, you yeah, know. Yeah. And now it's now station. it's in part of you know. So my RAM is kind of like my refinement of my kit, you know. Like this, yeah. if it's in my RAM, I mean in the four wheel camper system, it's like, this is the best of for me. Yeah. Uh, if it so made it it's there. in there, it's in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's either the best of, or it's like, and, or it's a little like unique to clay. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You'll find yeah. some random stuff in there for sure. Yep. We got to, yep. And we'll clean it out and refine it even more. Well, that was a great episode. You two. I, I know people are going to learn a lot from that. I know I did. Can't wait for the next one already. 
And if you are enjoying what you're hearing and you'd like to see us all and watch all the facial expressions <laughs> and the dynamics going on at this table, you can do so on the Overlander Network. So be sure to check that out. And uh, if you love the podcast, <laughs> boop, boop, please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, we appreciate all your support. Take care and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really helps. We appreciate your support. And until next time, stay adventurous. Stay adventurous.